0: This episode of Beyond the Bounce, we actually have an interview with Kelly Graves, women's basketball coach from Oregon University. Uh, Kelly is 124 and 52 in his previous five seasons with the Ducks. He also has an overall career record of 551 wins and 254 losses. He over 25 seasons, so he brings a lot of experience. It was a lot of fun doing this interview with him. He brings a lot of knowledge to help you as a young coach, mm-hmm. to help you as a... You seasoned coach, it, there's a lot of things in this interview that I think you can get a lot from. And even though it's only 15, 20 minutes long, I've, I've really taken a lot from it. And I'm really excited to use some of the stuff that he gave us and put it in my program. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope that it helps you as a coach. And just remember, that's what we're trying to do here on this podcast is to help you become a better coach. And with that, start the show. Hello. Hey, Coach Graves. This is Coach Coleman with the Beyond the Bounce podcast. Yes. Awesome. Hey, I appreciate you coming on with us uh, tonight. Uh, we're just some Central Valley high school coaches, and I know you're definitely not that. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. We're all the same. Um, we well, just have better players than others. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, we always talk about that. If we just could get that one guy. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why we wanted to come on is last year, uh, I actually went to the Vegas coaching clinic, and you were a presenter there. Um and okay. I stole all your stuff that you sent me. You sent me the circle motion offense and I had emailed you afterwards and I was like, Hey, I need to put that in, but it was hard to it was hard to get it while you were going over it and you actually sent me links, um, you know, all your kind of all your information and I really appreciated uh, everything that you had sent me and I was like, you know what, this guy gets it and I really would love to get him on just to talk to some of the young coaches that we have listened to the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, good to be with you.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm here, and then I also have Coach McGraw. Um, he's on the podcast with me. How you doing, Coach? Thank you for being on with us. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, yeah, it's my pleasure, you guys. Thanks for asking
0: me. Um, so, first first thing uh, we wanted to kind of get to, we've had a lot of young coaches emailing us the last few episodes and just talking to us about, you know, what do we do? Me and Coach McGraw have like 20 years of coaching experience, um, and so one thing that we wanted to get from you right away is, you know, what is your best advice for young coaches who are trying to start a career in coaching to be, to be a successful coach?
1: Well, I always with you know first of all loving what you do you know make sure you're in it for the right reasons and truly love it because it is a, a great profession um, I think secondly love your love your team man love each and every player get to know them build a deep relationship uh, with each one uh, they'll do anything for you if they know that you care about them more than you know, uh, if they can get you 10 points and five rebounds a game, uh, I, I just think that's, that's critical. Uh, and then, you know, maybe not, certainly not last, but, uh, but also, you know, be yourself, um, you know, believe in yourself so that then you can be yourself, you know, develop a philosophy and, uh, you know, that matches kind of who you are and how you want to teach and coach and, and, and stick with it, you know, um, I think you can look at others and see how they've done things and, and maybe emulate some of those, those qualities. But I think for the most part, just just be yourself. And uh, that uh, usually is going to be good enough.
0: Good deal. Yeah, no, that, you know, that's great. You know, that's one thing I found as a young coach when I was coming up, like I tried to be like, I'm a big Duke fan, Um, boys, not girls coach. Um, And so I was a, I was a big, and so like, I was always watching coach K and I was always like, oh, you know, I tried to like take things from him. I'd watch his YouTube videos. And then I, as I got older, I was like, you know, I'm definitely not coach K. I mean, my first name is Kevin, but it's definitely, I'm not there. So I got to find my, (laughs) I got to find my voice and my, what I'm trying to accomplish with my team. Um, and that was something I had to learn. And it, it took me a little while to find my coaching voice, find out what work best for me.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's funny, um, and we all go through this, you know, everything I run, and I think right now we have the, the best offense in the country, and the numbers will bear that out yes. uh, over the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. But everything that I run over the years has been stolen from somebody. You know, right. an idea, a play, a set, a philosophy, you know, whatever the case may be. But then through the years, you know, you, you, you take all of that and you tweak it a little bit, you change it, and you change it some more and then all you get new talent and you right. tweak it some more. And then after a few years it's your own stuff. Yeah. So I think what we run now is is basically our own stuff, but at some point it was lifted <laughs> you know, <laughs> from from others and uh, and then just tweet so yeah and I think you can do that not just on the court but uh, you know uh, qualities off the court of different coaches and that's how you learn
0: no, yeah yeah 100% I agree with you 100% so the next question we kinda have for you is uh, you've been a pretty successful coach especially at Oregon you've turned that thing around and you know I was watching a couple of videos of you today like you speaking and like what you've had to implement there um and we always talked about in our last podcast like memorable games that we've had i always tend to remember all the horrible losses i've had rather than the wins <laughs> um, <laughs> always it doesn't matter I, I i can't watch film on those games it hurts it hurts um but what we wanted to know from you is there one game that stands out to you at your time at the University of oregon that either you kind of helped you get over that hump or just a memorable game that you just have in mind that you can think of
1: That's a tough question because there's been so many important ones. Um, You know, I think the two that stand out uh, are, you know, number one, the the, the game, the Elite Eight game in 2019 when we played Mississippi State Mm -hmm. uh, up in Portland. And uh, we won that game and went to our first Final Four. And what made it uh, pretty special was, number one, the crowd you know we were in Portland and there's 12,000 people and it was just crazy loud and and, uh, so many Duck fans out to support us and secondly in that game it was a really well played game by both teams I mean it was it was the best game of the tournament by far um, and then, and then the game this year—it was even though it was just an exhibition game—but our game against Team USA, oh, okay. I, I thought we put everything together that night, and uh, it just goes to show you that on any given night, anybody can beat anybody. I mean, we we were playing against Hall of famers right. you know, Diana Trophy Sylvia <laughs> Fallon, Mecca, Becca, uh, Simone Augustus, and on and on and on—and and we beat those guys, you know. And That's it's awesome. just—it just goes to show you on any given night, you know. Uh, and and that was pretty special because again huge crowd, uh, national TV audience, and and it was uh, yeah just just one of those memories that I'll, I'll live with forever.
2: That's really good stuff, Coach. This is Coach McGraw here. Um, you know, I I took some time to uh, to see you speak, and uh, there was uh, one of the uh, presentations that you were doing. You had focused on some key things that really stood out to me. Um, I have five words for you, and I really kind of want to see how, you know, what they mean to you. And those five words are unity, passion, integrity, thankfulness, and servanthood. You heard those, those words before?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. And when you walk into our locker room, that's the first thing you'll see. Uh, those are our core values. That's what we believe in. That's what we try to live each and every day. That's what we try to reinforce uh with our player too and with our players each and every day and and uh you know and i think that's what makes uh our program whole i i truly do and and i think all of our our you know players all our student athletes uh i think they they try to live that as well And, and i think that has been a big part of our success you guys uh to be to be thankful you know, to have this opportunity to be playing with these great teammates, you know, and, and to, to serve, to serve them, you know. Uh, that's how you strengthen team when you have servant leaders and when you have others that are just trying to do the best for for each other right. and then obviously doing the right things, you know, with integrity. And we all slip from time to time. But, right. you know, that should always be your guiding light, uh, you know. And then obviously you want to have players that play with passion. <laughs> yeah, I just talked about coaches. You know, love what you do. Well, same thing to your players. They need to love what they do and who they're doing it with, and um, uh, and then unity. Obviously, you know, all for one and one for all. And and, uh, and you know, and I just think uh, being part of a team is the greatest thing uh, that there is outside of being part of a family. And Definitely. It, in large terms, it's you, you are part of a family. Uh, you know, when you're part of a team. So uh, we try to, like I say, live by that that creed and, and those core values.
0: No, I mean, that's those are great values to have. Now, we try to keep it a little light on the show, too. Um, so one, yeah. of the fir- one of the first episodes we talked about was, like, um, pet peeves that we have of coaching, um, things that players do in practice or in games that just, you know, just kind of take you over the edge or drive you nuts um and for us one of mine is my bad the guys that say my bad to me especially the high school level it's always my bad coach (laughs) um and we talked about as being like the third or fourth year guy that says it not like your freshman guys that say it and you're just like uh or the guy that dribbles to the corner gets stuck and puts the ball over his head and then we get dunked on on the other side (laughs) Um, like those type of things so for you what is that one or two things that like either players do in practice (laughs) or or in the game that just drives you crazy
1: well that was that's definitely one yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I would have I would have said that too I'm I so right or you are so right on that uh, I think mine is just missing gimmies you know whether it's in practice or certainly in the game just you know you make a move and then you make some half you know uh, I can't say it I guess right. half blankety blank blank <laughs> shot you know and I always tell our kids that's a throwaway position you'll never get that back you know yeah. make the shot. Right, you know, focus enough on that. that. That's one of my pet peeves. That's why you guys, I don't go out and watch warm-ups. I'm one of those coaches that come out pretty late <laughs> because I can't stand to watch my team warming up. You know, right. they go in and miss layoffs. They're going half speed. That just drives me nuts. Get ready for the game, you know. Um, I think uh, that and not one of my pet peeves is not being on the court. You know, they always say that the greatest ability is availability, right? Right, yeah. I get frustrated when kids sit. You know, I don't think I ever miss a practice, you know, as a, as a player. And, and I've had several players that have never missed practice for their entire careers. And it just seems like more and more you get
2: these, these kids that are out with this mysterious illness <laughs> or injury. Right, then, yeah. Dang,
1: they're ready to play tomorrow.
2: Right. It's feel great like now. It frustrates me. And, and I, I hear you on the warming up. Um, that's something that, that drives me crazy is watching the warm up, having to pull them all together and, and tell them, hey, you know, the way that we warm up is how we're going to play. And when we <laughs> have a very bad warm up, typically we come out and we're flat. So I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, we know you're a busy man and, and we, we truly appreciate your time. But there's another quote that that stood out to me. Um, And it was as simple as a vision, so powerful, it has to become a reality. And I think that you have done an excellent job and we're seeing it happen before our eyes. You know, you have materialized um, that vision and you can, you guys are definitely getting it done. So um, can you speak to, you know, where this quote came from? Is this something that you developed or, or where did you pull this quote from?
1: Well, that's just one of those that floated around years ago, and I really liked it and uh, tried to live by it. when I you know took over at Gonzaga, and it was a program that you know hadn't been real strong and same okay. thing, thing here at Oregon. So that was one of those early um, quotes that uh, that I you know told the team and we tried to live by. and, and it's, you just gotta you got believe, you know we we had the vision of building the kind of program. Uh, that we now have when we right. first got here, it wasn't in place, believe me. <laughs> but we we had that vision, and, and we had to believe it so much that yeah, it's going to become a reality. And I, I just think that if if you truly don't believe and and can see that success in, that you're going to have in your future, then it, it's not going to come to pass. So right. really believe it, and uh, and and your kids buy into that same belief, and they believe it, and, and guess what? It is going to become a reality. And uh, we've lived that here. Uh, we haven't made that final step, you know, that national championship. And it eluded us this year. I really <laughs> thought we were in a great position to right. get it. Uh, but you know what? Hey, those kind of things happen. You just got to move on. It's in our DNA as coaches, right? Right. You, you lose today, you got to find a way to get back up and win tomorrow's game. And so and that's what we did. We, we we lost it in the spring, like everybody. Yeah, now right. let's find a way to get back up and and, and
2: let's win that next game. Well, we want to thank you, Coach. Um, you'll have to forgive me; I, I might delete out the, the Gonzaga part because I am a Gale. <laughs> and uh, Moraga, California. Oh, that, let's that, go! <laughs> you know, McKeon. Like you, you, you hit a nerve when you when you said that, when you said oh, that okay. word. So <laughs> uh, we we really truly do appreciate you coming on. We we wish uh, you and the team. Uh, continued success, you've done an excellent job. Um, and I know for, for little guys like us just you know getting started and, and we're just trying to do our service to the game. We love the game of basketball and to have someone with your expertise, um, your knowledge and, and, and to speak to, to the success that you've had, it, we really truly appreciate it.
1: Oh fellas, I, hey it was my honor, man. It was great being with you and I wish you guys and all your listeners uh, the absolute best man
2: all right thank you thank Thank you you very much coach okay guys take
0: care i gotta uh, order italian dinner right all right go have (laughs) a good go have a good dinner tonight for takeout all
2: right all right coach i'll see you later fellas see you all bye so coach that was that's some really good stuff um you like italian i do i do like italian really see i'm not a big italian guy i think you know for me um, if, if I go Italian, I don't usually do red sauce unless it's pizza. Is that
0: weird? Yeah, you're weird. <laughs> I'm a chicken parm guy. Like, like, Just I'm give me my chicken tortellini, parm and I'm fettuccine,
2: good. I'm all in. But when you start going red sauce with me, you, I kind of deviate.
0: I can do, I can do lasagna though. Yeah. I don't know. Just give me chicken parm and I'm happy with my life. <laughs> I don't get anything else at an Italian restaurant for chicken parm. <laughs> Well, that
2: was it. That was a great interview. Um, Really good insight. I I wasn't uh, familiar with a lot of his principles and his pillars that he discussed. Um, But I think the thing that stood out to me um, was, you know, the piece on just be yourself, man. At the end of the day, just be yourself.
0: Yeah. And that, that actually hit me really hard. Um, when I was listening to it, cause I know I've done it a while now, but when I was a young coach, it's like some of you may be out there. I didn't know what kind of coach I was. I was just learning on the fly. Um, and it's one of those things that you have to really find. And, and I think I found as a coach too, you cannot be fake. Um, I think a lot of young coaches and I've seen it personally, they don't, know where their coaching voice is at they try to be something they're not so like right. and kids will see through that fast no matter if it's girls or boys you know you got to kind of you have to show them who you are you have to show them that you know what you're talking about and for boys I have found that you have to show them that you know how to actually play basketball and so right. like you got to get out there with them sometimes and, and, and no matter how old you're getting like I'm getting old too I might only have one game in me to 11 but I'm playing <laughs> gotta hoop and I'm hooping and I think um, it, it is key for you to be true to yourself like he was talking about um, for me, I think I found it now, and I've kind of hit the zen-like kind of atmosphere in my in my practices and my games. Like this is who I am. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna I grind. I show up every day. I work really hard. I demand a lot from the guys that I coach, uh, but I also put in the work at the same time. So like for example, if I have 5:30 a.m. practice, I'm there at 5 a.m. The gym ready. Balls are out. I swept lights, you know, whatever. Set the example. I, I set the example for my kids. I'm there. I'm not getting there at 530 rolling in when they're wake. They're getting in like waiting outside the gym. I'm not doing that. Right. I'm getting there early showing them, hey, if I'm going to be require you to be here at 530, I'll be here at five and we're going to work our butts off. Other, um, you know, having principles in your program, I think is important, like he talked about um, having a philosophy, uh, for example, don't like, you know, hold your kids accountable to a certain degree, like, hey, star player, if you're late, if you have a rule that, you know, if you have a rule about practice, let's say they miss practice, they have to miss the first quarter. Don't let your star player get off on that. Like, hey, right. if he misses practice, he misses a quarter. Right. Um, and that's something I think I've really held firm on. I've had to change it a little bit. Um, but you have to hold yourself accountable too. And the kids got to see that because if you're fake, they're going to find out really quick Um, and they won't play hard for you. And no matter what your person is, you know, you're not going to, and another thing is you're not going to make everybody happy. So like when he says, Hey, be yourself, be yourself. Like I'm sure my coaching, pisses some people off sometimes, or how I hold kids to a certain level of accountability. Um, but I try to make sure that I keep them accountable and myself accountable. I'm there, I'm gonna be there for them, I'm gonna work my butt off for them, but I expect the same in return. I think from the last two guests that we've had, one of the most common themes has been
2: service, um, and you know, really being a part of your team. And I also think what, what, what I find just incredible about both of these guests, um, is that they're, they're both extremely humble. You know, here, here's a guy that's been to a Final Four and, you know, he's talking to us just like, you know, we're equals in terms of, of experience and, and coach, coaching level. And I, I think that's, that says so much about the person, um, the believability, the, the um, ability for your players to buy in and just being natural and, and being who you are. Um, And when you can achieve that, it doesn't matter if you're coaching seventh graders, fifth graders, high school, college. The bottom line is if you're yourself, you're going to find that, you know, people will understand that you're genuine. And I think in order to to coach this game and do it at a high level, like coach said, you have to be genuine. You have to be yourself because uh, if you come across as fake, it's not going to work.
0: Yeah. And you just, just don't be fake. I mean, I know that's, it sounds weird, but there's some coaches out there. Like I was talking about how I used to watch coach K videos. I used right. to do that when I was younger, first couple of years, JV coach, Hey, what is he doing? But you can't use, you can use the drills. Right. You just can't copy his vernacular. You can't copy the stuff that he's saying to guys. You have to, you have to find your own voice. And sometimes, whether that be, hey, yelling at a certain moment or being really intense at practice or being that guy, just find your groove. And when you find it, like I'm pretty at peace with who I am as a coach now. I've hit my, I've hit my level of like this is who I am. The guys know who I am. And you know what? Some kids don't buy in. Okay, just keep moving on. All right. With that, what's on
2: the next episode? What are we talking about?
0: Well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna break into accountability, and uh, that's my favorite. And expect- that
2: literally is my favorite. And I expectations. Could about, I could talk about accountability and expectations all day long. Um, that is something that is near and dear to my heart. So I will definitely enjoy that show. Uh, we hope to have you guys back. Um, we do appreciate the support. Um, we have some other really special guests coming up. We want you to, to stick with us here. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Coach, what's that email again, please?
0: Yeah, it's at beyondthebounce 22 at gmail.com.
2: Beyond the bounce 22 at gmail.com. Drop us a note. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, we're always willing to listen, and we want to hear your feedback if there's something you want to talk about or if there's a guest potentially you want to hear let us know we'll we'll get on it but we definitely appreciate you showing up today and uh, we'll see you on the next one thank you thanks guys